live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Getting crashed position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off Freaks. Well, Freak Nation, how the hell are you doing on this Sunday night? Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, the website, speedfreaks.tv, and of course, we're there for you on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, big show for you tonight. Uh, 12 hours of Sebring was this weekend. They wrapped up late Saturday night, Crasher. Yeah, that's so uh, weird. Jonathan Balmerito will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Just the, the fact, Statman, that we're talking about Sebring in November about sums it up for 2020, doesn't it? Yeah, we talked about the Masters this weekend, too. That's supposed to be in April uh, when the azaleas are blooming. So why can't we have Sebring on in November? I kind of agree with you when it comes to that. But again, that's just what the the whole 2020 motorsport season has been about is the fact that we just should expect the unexpected. And Jonathan Barberito flying those Mazda colors. He'll be joining us coming up in about eight, nine minutes, 12 past the hour. He'll be here uh, in the Freak Nation. Also, Megan Meyer, NHRA funny car champion, alcohol funny car champion, flying those Lucas Oil colors. She'll be here. Rob Halford, part two, Judas Priest lead singer. New album out, excuse me, new, new book out called Confess. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. And I know something that we're going to spend some time on, Crasher, is what Lewis Hamilton has done. Oh, do you have that audio? I, I will have the audio in a little bit. Yes, <laughs> <Okay>. I will. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I mean, Statman can expand on this, but what he has done at what I still consider to be a very young age. I mean, this guy is so not done yet, and we hope he does return to Formula One next year. But, man. I mean, this is this is a, a gentleman who not only is he the winningest driver in all of Formula One as we speak, but he's also now tied with Michael Schumacher on championships and he campaigns for global to awareness about global warming to make the climate better. He campaigns for tragedies like that of Brianna Taylor and and diversity and equality in this world. I mean, this man is a little bit of everything. I just. Wow. Just wow. I, I, Statman, help me out. Put it into better words. I'm just I'm still blown away. Seven Formula One world championships in 14 years. How much? Okay, there more? you go. And wow. he's won, uh, I think, one in three of all the races he's entered in Formula One. Oh, my. One out of every three averaging a win out of every three races. Yeah, that's 30 <laughs> percent, something like that. Yeah. Oh. Holy smokes. (laughs) Yep, there you go. How many Major League Baseball players would like to have that average? Serious. And that's just to get a freaking hit, not to win the damn game, (laughs) Statman. Yeah. No, I mean, the the guy, if you look at the stats, it's unreal. That's why you have to listen to guys that say, well, he's not one of the top three or four drivers in Formula One history. You know, you got to, I don't care if he, 
the competition isn't as great as it used to be. Just seven championships, to be that consistent, seven championships in 14 years. I mean, every other year, he's won in a championship. He would have won a championship in his rookie year, except he made a mistake in China, uh, didn't score in that event, and lost the championship by one point. I completely forgot about that. I remember talking about that on this very show. Holy cow. This could be his eighth title that we're talking about right now. doesn't matter. Seven is still absolutely incredible and a 30% winning percentage to boot. (laughs) (laughs) Let that resonate just for a bit, right? It's just, it's almost unfathomable. In Formula One, that's not at Irwin Dale or, uh, you know, some, some short track on Saturday night. This is traveling around the world and against the the highest ranking drivers and teams ever. Yeah, I'll get to it in my news and notes, but it was quite a spectacular weekend of crowning champions. I mean, how Lewis Hamilton gets into tying Michael Schumacher with seven championships over to a man named Elio Castroneves, who has three Indy 500s to his credit in a 23-year career at the top level of motorsports yet he doesn't have any championships until just last night winning the IMSA title it just yeah and then a sophomore in MotoGP who has one win to his entire credit in his two years of MotoGP and he secured the title this weekend as well just insane all around what this weekend represented yeah if if you look at really what these guys are doing it is absolutely bonkers or this guy's doing with Lewis Hamilton stat man. We'll have more of that coming up in a scat and we'll get into more deeper conversation about what Lewis Hamilton has done. But first got to resume with some affiliates. We promise to suck less. Speed freaks, motorsports radio redefined the freaks. Speed freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for being a part of this thing. As we bring in another round of affiliates here in the freak nation coming up. Jonathan Bomarito, part of a winning team flying those miles to colors for the 12 hours of Sebring. He'll be joining us coming up in moments. But first, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes are brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. It's truck season. It's always truck season. Make sure your truck, your SUV, are rolling on a big old fat set of General Tires. For more information, go to GeneralTire.com. That's General Tire. Com. Crasher? And watching this Sunday night football game, if you're in the New England area, if you're in Boston, you're going to need some serious general tires to get through this weather. But let's get back to motorsports and what a weekend it was. It's I, I, Do we thank COVID-19 for having such an amazing weekend that was extended because of the pandemic? I, in a slightly weird way, yes. Three champions crowned. Three. First in IMSA sports cars, where the 12 hours of Sebring took place this, took place this November weekend. Winning this crazy race that just had about every car touched with some sort of incident. It was the Mazda number 55, driven by Harry Tinknell, Jonathan Bomarito, and IndyCar's Ryan hunter Ray. Then winning the season championship in the overall class, DPI, after finishing seven laps down, they won the title by just one point. It was Team Penske's Elio Castroneves and Ricky Taylor. And their battle with Ryan Briscoe and Renger Vanderzandy, it seemed to be done. When Castroneves was staring down his wounded car just one hour into the 12-hour event. But in typical Elio fashion, he kept a pretty positive attitude. And then, oh, hey, what you know? 
Vander Zandy has a penalty and then later suffered a punctured tire with Scott Dixon behind the wheel, basically gifting the title back to Renger and Elio. Just like I said, all around craziness. The second title of the weekend wrapped up with the living legend Lewis Hamilton. Lewis won the Turkish Grand Prix, adding to his ever-increasing win total and solidifying his name alongside Michael Schumacher as the only two drivers in history with seven F1 titles. We talked a little bit about Hamilton, and we will get to so much more, but he's got such an incredible platform worldwide, and he uses it so well. Seven-time Hamilton. What are we going to witness from him next? And finally, MotoGP crowned their season star in Valencia. A new champion in what some have considered the most unpredictable season in memory. Nine different winners on the season, five of them first time, including last weekend's winner, you're now 2020 champion, Joan Murr. Hello. Winner from 12 Hours of Sebring, Jonathan Bomberito, coming up. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, You're everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Car not performing right? A dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system to fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop? It was available in your favorite grocery store. Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality. 100% cotton available and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and world rally championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV-TV. 
You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Back to Speed Freaks. Sunday nights for 20 years we've been doing this thing. The website, speedfreaks.tv. Of course, you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're there for you. You can't miss us. What about this guy? I've been showing Mazda belongs in sports car racing for quite some time now. Winner from the 12 Hours of Sebring. Jonathan Bomarito joining us here in the Freak Nation. And what a freaking story for you guys to win this week. And first of all, we're talking about 12 Hours of Sebring in November, and two, how you guys got this win is absolutely bonkers. Has it sunk in, bud? Yeah, thanks for having me on. I mean, both, uh, like you said, Sebring in November is wild, way different uh, than the usual March, second race of the year. Um, And then I think it was probably the craziest uh, Sebring 12-hour race that I've ever been a part of for sure. And uh, maybe even that I can remember. Um, what a wild, wild race! I mean, uh, anything that could uh, could happen kind of did. Um, we just, uh, I guess, we kind of had the cleanest race of the of the lot. And uh, after a grueling twelve hours, came out on top. It was a really, really special victory for for Mazda and everybody involved in their uh, prototype program. Jonathan Barmarito joining us. He, along with Ryan Hunter Ray, Harry Tignall, take home the 2020 COVID 19 Sebring 12 hours. COVID uh, Sebring. G- given your time in a sports car, sports car in sports car racing, specifically with the 12 hours of Sebring, did you enjoy running in what would maybe be cooler, lower humidity type weather than the typical spring in Sebring? Well, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't have thought we were in November. It felt like a <laughs> summer day in Florida to me. It was hot and humid. I think they had that tropical storm go through there and it was just, uh, it was brutal. It was one of the hardest Sebrings that I can remember for a long time, actually. Jonathan Bomarito joining us here in the Freak Nation. Would you talk about it being a hard race for you? You're doing this interview at night with us. Do you still feel the wear and tear of all that time in that sports car? Oh, my God. I just, uh, you know, the the race ends at about 1030 uh, Saturday night, early flight, Sunday morning. Uh, I'm walking funny through the airport still. I'm so sore. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Jonathan. That's not because of a celebratory couple of cocktails? No, no, no! I didn't fall and hurt myself. This was just this was just surely uh, pain from the race car. I call it the little torture chamber, but uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. That's for sure. It's worth it. Yeah, I was going to say that torture chamber. Is it a torture chamber just because of it's a badass machine, or is it a torture chamber because Sebring is such a rough track? Both, both <laughs> for sure. <laughs> the torture chambers. Uh, uh, escalated at Sebring. I mean, the corners are so fast, they're long duration, high load. So you're feeling the G's and then you put these massive bumps involved, uh, specifically in turn 17 and turn one. 
And, uh, yeah, it beats the drivers up pretty bad. Well, can you explain, you've been with Mazda for a very long time. Can you explain what really started to click? I think it was the end of the 2018 season when you guys knew you were very fast. You knew you had something special for 2019, then the double podium at Watkins Glen, and then the rest is history. You guys have been winning a lot. So can you explain what was the turning point? And then basically, how did you get to here? And what a great way to go off into the off season. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it's, there's so many pieces to to running a competitive race team uh, at this level these days. There's so many people involved uh, from all the crew, the mechanics, to the engineering, to the constructors that we are involved with, with Multimatic, uh, you know, building the race cars and the chassis and AAR doing the engines. And uh, I mean, there's just been so many little things that have led up to it. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is just the endurance testing that we were doing in the off seasons and just be get, you know, getting our car more reliable for these longer duration endurance races. And I think winning the 12 hours of Sebring is uh, absolutely that it's testament to all the hard work that everybody's done. If you could finish that race uh, and have a car that is, was mechanically perfect through the duration, uh, the team, everybody at Mazda and Multimatic, uh, and the engineering staff and the crew, it just proves that uh, that they nailed it. And we've, we've got a reliable car now. So clearly it seems to bode well going into the roar before the 24, which is in the beginning of January, I believe, beginning to middle. And then, of course, leading into the 24 hours of Daytona at the end of January. But what does your off season look like? Are you going to be doing more testing? Are you allowed? Are there COVID restrictions? Yeah, well, I think kind of things are changing again in in the country you know with the state line uh different states having different requirements and you know hopefully you know hopefully we'll we'll be at the 24 i mean uh, florida we've we've put on races in florida uh kind of through the the pandemic and hopefully nothing changes for the 24 uh we do have a couple tests uh set up for december um right now those are still on and that's like you said to get ready for the for the Daytona 24 that's at the in end of January and that's our biggest race of the year and we uh, Harry and I won uh, with the pandemic um, the first race back was uh, a sprint race at Daytona and Harry and I uh, and I won that race earlier this year so I'm looking forward to get back getting back to Daytona you know the reliability looks to be better on the cars. And we know we're we have the speed there, so um, fingers crossed for late January. Jonathan Bomarito won the twelve hours of Sebring this weekend. Jonathan, do you like these long races that go around the clock once or twice, or do you like the quicker sprint races, two and a half hours, get in and out, get it done, and go on with your life? You know, I I do like them both. I mean, but I guess when you when you win an endurance race, the it, it's great, right? But if you have are having mechanical issues or your car's just not handling right, it just beats you up and it just drags on and on and on. And there's nothing you can do about it but get through the race. Uh, but when you're but when you're in the fight and have a result, those longer endurance races sure are something special from a accomplishment standpoint. Um, it really feels like you uh, like you achieve something great. 
Jonathan Bomarito, you've had enormous experience in sports car racing, these long endurance races, 12, 24 hours. You're in and out of the car. Your emotions are up and down. Tell us what it's like to watch Harry Tignall or Ryan Hunter Ray drive the car while you're on the sidelines watching. Yeah, you know, I mean, auto racing, I don't think there's a... I mean, any other sport where you have the extreme highs and lows, uh, I mean, it can just, your whole race can change just on at any moment, at any point during the race. I mean, we, we fought back from, uh, you know, everything was going just fine. I think we were maybe three, four hours into the race, nice and calm. And then we had a, a wheel nut failure, like a hub uh, pin failure in one of the pit stops. And they were scrambling, scrambling to change the tire. We almost, we were only like five seconds from going a lap down. And now the whole dynamic of our race just changed. We're waiting for caution. We're trying to push really hard to not go a lap down. Uh, and we fought back from that. We got a caution that we needed. And, and also you look at our sister car, the, the 77. They were leading. We were running second with only like 25 minutes to go. And they had... They ran over something on track and got a puncture and they ended up finishing third and we won the race. So, I mean, for them as well, the, this range of emotion, um, through a 12 hour race, a 24 hour race is, um, the highs and lows are, are really hard to describe actually. Jonathan, you and Harry have enormous experience in a sports car. So when you bring in Ryan Hunter Ray, an IndyCar driver, even with his championship and his experience in big races, is there any kind of drop off? Do you have to watch how he handles the car or can you just relax and let him do his thing? Yeah, that's the beauty with uh, RHR is he's he's actually just really easy, comes in, gets up to speed really quick low maintenance and just pounds out the laps like lap times are super competitive with mine and Harry's. And, uh, it's nice because you can, he's a veteran. He's done a lot of sports car racing. Um, and you know, you can relax when he's in the car. I think when, when you bring in, uh, some of the other formula car types that are, are standouts in speed, uh, the flow of the race is different with the multi-classes. And um, I know for from a personal standpoint, when, when Ryan's in the car, I could still relax just like if it was Harry in the car. I know the car is going to be in one piece. We all have the same goal in mind. So uh, I love, uh, you know, I've known Ryan for a lot of years. I got to do some endurance racing with him back in uh, 2014 um, as well in uh, GTLM category. And, He's a good guy and we love having him be a part of it. So winning this race, it was his home, you know, his home race. All of his family was there. It was kind of a bummer for him. They had to social distance from uh, the podium and all of that. But uh, that's his first win overall at Sebring with friends and family. So it was pretty special. Well, that, that brings up an interesting point. How strange is it when you have these endurance races? Because you guys have kind of been with your team pod through this pandemic when things got going again in July through the end of the season. So then you've got road Atlanta, you've got Sebring when you've got the Ryan Hunter Ray coming on board. Does he kind of, he doesn't have to quarantine before getting with you guys. How strange was that? Or at least how different was it in the year 2020? Oh, very massively different. I mean, from our, 
team meetings to interacting with other teams in the paddock to just the travel, getting back and forth to the races, um, just all the different protocols. It, it uh, And not having any fans really yeah. at the track or some tracks did allow a, a reduced amount of fans, but they were kind of quarantined off from the, you know, where the teams were in the paddock. So, I mean, just everything was so different. Um, hats off to the series though, to pull it off. Um, I mean, they, they had to make some, some big changes in all the protocols and everybody just kind of went with the flow and, uh, you know, it was important to get the job done and get the races in, um, for all the sponsors and manufacturers and, um, keeping everybody working. But it wasn't weird with Ryan Hunter, right? He could, he could come in and seamlessly join you guys, or did he have to be at a distance during some of these meetings? Uh, well, we kind of all are at a bit of a distance, you know, yeah. where there's, there's only so much you can do to be honest. Um, in some of these meetings, we all wear masks, but to say we're all exactly six feet apart is, uh, yeah. it would be a little bit hard to do. Um, yeah, no. but you know, he, he's probably the most strict out of any of us. Um, he'd always bring his motor home and he had some stuff in his Indy car contract and requirements on their part to, to do a little bit more excessive social distancing, but we made it work. Bam. I did see well, real quick, Kenny, because I know Sebring has the zoo and we talked about the lack of fans, but I think mm-hmm. I saw a post somewhere. Elvis was at Sebring. Ah, yeah. You know, that's, that's in the zoo. I'm sure you might see multiple Elvises there. <laughs> <laughs> well, buddy, I know that it, uh, it's been a long weekend for you. Thanks for sticking around and getting some good cell service to join us here in the Freak Nation. It's a hell of a way to end the year for you. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Super special. And, uh, love being on your show. Thanks a lot for having us. Thank you, Jonathan. Take care. To his fans like me, this seventh world driver's championship for Lewis Hamilton seemed inevitable. Wins in Germany, Portugal, and Italy set up Hamilton for a fourth straight in Turkey Sunday, despite starting sixth and driving through the rain on slick tires to finish first. The seven world titles ties Lewis with the great Michael Schumacher. Few might remember, however, that Hamilton lost what could have been another championship in his rookie season in 2007. Kimi Raikkonen got that title by a single point after Hamilton made a rookie mistake entering the pits in China and scored nothing that day. Seven titles in 14 seasons goes along with the record in total wins and pole positions. But despite all the success, there are some former drivers who don't count Lewis among the best ever. Hopefully Mercedes will appreciate Hamilton's success and give him the contract he deserves and wants, maybe before the season is over. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Coming up, Megan Meyer, NHRA alcohol funny car champion, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Decided to schedule a wedding, honeymoon during the season, during the COVID season. She'll be joining us. Oh, she didn't decide. 
Right. The pandemic made her change everything. True. That's a fact. She'll tell us about it. You know what also is a fact? is I'm surprised that you and Stad haven't started to talk a little bit of trash with your number nine ranked Indiana Hoosiers and your number two or number three ranked oh, right. uh, Buckeyes coming up this Saturday, Next, Stat Man. Oh, this weekend, yes. You, you good with that, bud? I thought it was three and ten, but who's counting? <laughs> uh, they, the, the, the Hoosiers the moved up a notch. Yes, yeah. they moved up to number nine, Stat Man. Oh, oh wow. All right. The first time uh, they've been in the, the top 10 since 1967. Yes. That'll make the yes, loss right? more painful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to knock us down to the top 15? Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying that when you lose, it's going to be painful. <sighs> right now, being 4-0, being undefeated in November, that's probably the more, that's, that's the bigger statement. Undefeated right now is just bizarre. So you know what? We'll take a loss next weekend. I don't care. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. This is so magical right now. It's a-okay. That's, a, that's more than a few hundred miles between Bloomington and Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> Just insanity. We had Jonathan Bomarito on last segment. He and Ryan Hunter Ray and Harry Tinknell won the tw- tw- excuse me, 12 Hours of Sebring Saturday night. Still strange to talk about Sebring November. Uh, in November, but some of the stories coming yeah, out of there. This is a March race, by the way. And this was yes. canceled. This was what, just a week after the sports world pretty much shut down or two weeks somewhere. It, one or two weeks right after the sports world shut down. But something else that came out of this with a quick reminder that Elio Castroneves, three-time Indy 500 champion, this is his first driving big boy, big boy driving championship Ever. Yes. In, in uh, 23 years racing at the top level. Yeah. Never has he had a full season championship. He's got a mirror ball trophy mm-hmm. from Dancing with the Stars, but he does not have a season title to his credit until now. Statman, how many dudes and women who've won championships in their respective motorsports series would give all that up to have not three, but one Indy 500 <laughs> championship. I think all of them that haven't won <laughs> an Indy 500, because for the rest of your life, Indy 500 winner blank, you know, that's, that's how you're going to be identified. Uh, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't be identified former Indy car champion or whatever, but Indy 500 winner is how you're identified for the rest of your life. That's how important that race is. You know, that's so true. Champions in any sport, you're typically not remembered as a champion until you get to the levels of like a Lewis Hamilton or a Michael Schumacher. Oh, that's the winningest. That's the that's the seven time champ or same with Jimmy Johnson, seven time champ. Otherwise, a champion championship here and a championship there. You're right. People don't typically remember that. But yeah. they do remember the big marquee wins. Exactly. You know that uh, Jimmy Johnson won seven championships. Kurt Busch has won one. His brother Kyle has won two, I think. Uh, so, yeah, they're not. But you got to when you when you say somebody won a championship, you got to say what year and who remembers years and all that sort of stuff. But the Indy Five Hundred, the Daytona Five Hundred. 
Lamar, those are thick, those are important races that even people who don't care about racing know about. So if you say I'm an Indy 500 winner, then suddenly you're important. Uh, you know, and John, a perfect example, John Force on our show quieted down when he had 16 championships at the time, I think, and because uh, Eddie Cheever was sitting on the other side of, I was sitting in between Eddie Cheever and John Force. That's and right. And Force recognized the one Indy 500, said that's an Indy 500 winner. Mm-hmm. And he respected well, you specifically, that. You specifically asked him, why are you so quiet, John? Yeah. And his answer was, because that's an Indy 500. I'm sitting with an Indy 500 winner. Exactly. Yeah, that was shocking to me. 16 championships don't amount to one in his mind didn't amount to one Indy 500 win, even when Eddie Cheever won the Indy 500 when it was part of the IRL. And some would say it's got an asterisk because it wasn't as important. So yeah, forth. Yeah. 1998, Rachel's potato chips. Yeah. You think Tony Stewart would give up that whatever IRL championship to have an Indy right. 500 win? Yes. Oh. Yes, he would. Joseph Newgarden. He's no, he's not one of 500. No, he's a championship yeah. driver, but they keep right. give it up for a 500. Oh, without question. Yeah. Yeah. Megan Meyer. What this girl has done in the NHRA funny car alcohol class is incredible. Uh, championship wedding, honeymoon, all around COVID-19. She'll be joining us next. Speed Freaks Pits in the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. After your engine, the transmission is the second most important component of your car. If you maintain it, it will shift properly and get you down the road without problems. But if you don't maintain it, problems are coming your way. Lucas Transmission Fix can clean and lubricate sticking valves and renew worn bands to make your transmission shift properly and stop leaking. It's compatible with all transmissions and transmission fluids lucas transmission fix it works hey you want the easiest car care ever right there's a couple lucas oil products you got to get your hands on one lucas slick mist fast and easy speed wax two tire and trim shine and three interior detailer it's better than anything on the market so this is what you do you spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface you wipe it off and you're done you think you can handle that Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. 
Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Speed Freaks from Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation. Been doing this for 20 dang years. We've been talking about it for all right, several months, but we've got to continue to hammer that thing. Doing Speed Freaks for 20 years. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Her name is Crash Gladys. He's Stat Man. I'm Kenny Sargent at Speed Freaks on Twitter. It's the, the first time in the Freak Nation for Megan Meyer joining us here in the Freak Nation. Of course, your top alcohol dragster champion and winner from Las Vegas, by the way, and now married. And Megan, is it Megan Lingner Meyer or Megan Meyer? What the heck is it now? <laughs> um, well, first off, thanks for having me on, guys. And it is uh, going to be Megan Meyer still for uh, racing for all of my social handles online. I'm not going to change that. But per- personally, my new last name is Lingner, so it'll be Megan Lingner. So, Megan, you're the 2020 NHRA Alcohol and Funny Car Champion. But with all of that tension in the air, you planned a wedding. You plan to get married in the middle of it. Isn't there some way to do that better? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I just like to stack everything on top, it seems. So we were originally supposed to get married back in April. But because of COVID, we had to reschedule. And I actually had to um, find a new venue, which meant I had to find a new date and reschedule, replan everything that I had done for the past nine months um, up until April. So we uh, we just picked the first date that we could find for 2020, which was October 25th. And um, it was with a venue that I loved. It was in my, my top five. So thankfully, they have they had a spot open up. 
the venue that we were with, which I absolutely loved, um, did not have any dates available this year or hardly any next year. And I didn't want to wait two more years to get married. So we went with October 25th. And then um, right after that, uh, NHRA had announced that they were adjusting their schedule and that the Houston race was going to be on that same weekend. So um, I was not going to change my plans again. I was ready to get married. Um, We actually did try to just elope at home um, (laughs) on April 5th on our original wedding date. But because of COVID, the courthouse was closed and everything was closed. So we could not pick up the dress. We couldn't get a marriage license, anything. So we stuck with our our new date. And um, it was a beautiful day. It was cold and um, a little bit chilly, a little windy. But that's okay because the pictures turned out really good. Flying those Lucas Oil colors as your 2020 top alcohol dragster champion in the NHRA, Megan Meyer joining us here in the Freak Nation. This sounds like it's set up like a perfect example of, I think there was a show that was on called Bridezilla, where the bride goes absolutely bonkers because things aren't working out. Did you go crazy with all this madness, or did you pretty much settle back in the, the seat of a dragster and say, I got this, and I'm going to crush it? Um, no, I was definitely a bridezilla. <laughs> so yeah, that, that week of the wedding was the craziest, most stressful week of my entire life. I really do recommend getting married during race season. So the weekend before the wedding, we were in Dallas for um, the third to the last uh, NHRA national event. And thankfully, we won the race. It was a race that we won last year. So it was really cool to double up there. On that Monday, we were driving home from Dallas up to Kansas City. And my dad had this crazy idea that he wanted to go to the Houston race. And our team was staying in Texas, but me and my dad and one of our crew guys were going home for the wedding. Well, he decided that he needed to go to Houston. He was going to fly down Thursday and then fly back Friday or Saturday um, just to get the car set up and make sure the guys had a good handle on things. Um, So then he kind of talked me into coming down with him. So we decided that it was probably best for me to make an appearance, um, qualify for the race, and not do any eliminations, but get just get the points for qualifying for the race, and then fly home Friday night. And thankfully, my wedding was on Sunday and not on Saturday. Um, turns out, as it always does in Houston, it rained all day Friday. We were supposed to run at 4 o'clock, and then I was going to head out fly back home at 7.30. Did not go according to plan at all. We did not get out of Houston until Saturday morning because of the rain. We we were able to make the qualifying test, thankfully, Friday night. We didn't actually end up running until after 7 o'clock, so there's no way that I was going to make that flight. Although we really tried to, um, but it was just impossible. So we got the first flight home Saturday morning. Thankfully, it was a nonstop. Uh, made it home just in time to load up all the decorations, pack for the weekend, and then go to the rehearsal and dinner. And then Saturday night, I finally got to relax. And finally, everything was, was going according to plan. But, oh, man, I was pacing back and forth in the pits all day Friday, just praying that the rain would stop. It was, it was very stressful. <laughs> 
But looking back on it now, I want to flip this thing because this is a whack story, but let's flip it around for the positive. Don't you feel like now looking back on it all and you're the, you're the champion for crying out loud that now you can conquer anything. You just went through the most stressful week of your life and you manhandled it. Now you can do anything. Yes, exactly. And you know what? Those, those 30 points that I got for qualifying for the Houston race really helped us out winning the championship. So Good. I'm glad that we did it. Um, but uh, it's just, it's so crazy. You know, thinking back, like, what was I thinking? But we did it. We accomplished it. We won the race. We won Vegas. We won the championship. We did it all. And I'm just so excited that I'm going out on top. This is exactly how, you know, every racer dreams of ending their career. Megan Meyer, you are our Lucas Oil partner, and you're the 2019 and 2020 NHRA Alcohol Funny Car Champion. But you're going to have this wedding soon. A honeymoon will follow that. I bet you're going to be as relaxed as you've ever been in the last two or three years. I'm really hoping so. I'm trying so hard to get all my work done by tomorrow. So that way, Thursday, whenever we um, are heading out on our honeymoon, that I don't have anything to do. I'm not going to take my computer. But I am actually in the works of launching a new program that's going to be coming out on Black Friday. So I'm finishing everything up for that. And I'm so excited to be launching it because it's something that racers have been asking for. And it's finally here. Okay, is this a secret or can you give us a little bit of a tease? Something that racers have been asking for. Megan Meyer is going to be launching this on Black Friday. Where do we go and can you give us a hint of what it is? I will give you a hint. You guys will actually be the first one to hear about this. So I am making a sponsorship group coaching program. And I have done a beta version of this and it's been so successful. We've had racers already getting sponsorships just from the beta version, which is only four weeks. So the the group coaching program, which will be called the Racer Sponsorship Guide, and it's just a modern take on how to do sponsorships now with a focus on social media. Boom. And if you think about in the past, um, racers, especially the ones where they're my dad's age, where back in their day, it was all about putting the logos on the cars and how many people you think saw that logo. Nowadays, it's not like that at all. It's all about media, social media, marketing, stuff like that. And a lot of racers really struggle with that. And they don't know how to get their audience information from social media. So right now, I do have a course that's all about social media. And they've a lot of the students, which are racers that have gone through that program, have asked for the next thing, which would be help with sponsorship. So this is the perfect opportunity for racers to learn a lot more about sponsorships. I'll be giving them templates for proposals and stuff like that. Um, just because I've had lots of experience getting sponsors for myself and for our entire team. And I want to be able to help other racers out. Oh my God. Holy smokes. It's amazing. You don't find that from too many adults. <laughs> when you go out and kick ass with a couple of championships and then you retire to turn it into a, I'm not going to say this, okay, a desk job. And I'm not, it's not, I know it's not a desk job, but <laughs> yeah, you're right. You go out on top. There's no inclination or no enticement for you to go up to Funny Car or or Top Fuel Dragster? No, there's not. And, um, you know, a couple of years ago, I probably would have said there was. But where I'm at in my career um, now, just the past couple of years, I really realized that Top Fuel is not for me. Um, you know, I think I would be 
great at it. I think it would be a lot of fun, but it would just be so draining for me, just all the traveling, all the media, everything you have to do on that sort of level to be a racer is, um, you know, compared to what we do, what we do is so laid back and easygoing compared to what they do. So um, I love being in the top alcohol ranks. I would not ever want to race for another team. I've only ever been with my family. So for me, hmm. um, you know, we, as a team, we cannot afford to go top field racing. So that's one of the things that does hold me back. But at the same time, I've realized that it is not for me personally. So I am very happy with staying in the top alcohol class, not moving up. But at the same time, I do miss bracket racing. So I did junior dragsters and super comp for a total of 12 years before I stepped up to top alcohol dragster. So I would love to get the chance to go back and bracket race uh, just whenever I have time to next year. So thankfully, my sister still has a super comp dragster. She also has an S10 truck that she bracket races. I got the chance to drive her dragster for the first time ever this summer because thanks to COVID, we had a lot of time off this summer. So I went down to my old stomping grounds and got back in the car. I had so much fun. I actually loved it because I was so excited <laughs> and I lost second round. Um, but yeah, so I'm really looking forward to maybe going back to super comp racing um, if I get the chance to. But right now, everything's just up in the air. I'm not planning or scheduling anything next year which i is what i'm looking forward to the most not having to travel not having to worry about going to different places my schedule is wide open for 2021 launching a business and being in your first year of marriage that's a smart decision right there (laughs) you need to focus on other things congrats to you for so many things that's crazy. oh thank you very much freak nation megan meyer hanging up the helmet at least for now uh but still keeping her feet uh, pretty deep into racing and motorsports and promotion. Wait, real quick though. Black Friday, you say it's launching. Where can racers, current racers, soon to be racers, where can they go to get this information on Black Friday? Great question. You can go to my website, which is meganmeyerracing.com, and look for the, the racing sponsorship guide. Bam. Megan, thanks for doing this. No problem. Thank you for having me on, guys. This is exciting. See ya. Thank you, guys. Statman, you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Here's a girl, or here's a driver. It's a person who's got herself two championships. In the last two years. And she's hanging up the helmet. And she did, she did not even bat an eye asking that question. Really? You, you don't want to go to Funny Car or Top Fuel? Nope. She's hanging it up to uh, go do a business of her own, Stat. Yeah, I, I, when she said that, I was imagining somebody who had won – two Xfinity races, two Xfinity championships, and say, no, nah, I don't want to go to Cup. I want to go launch a business. I said, yeah, I, <laughs> I, got, a, I got a good picture of that happening. <laughs> Holy smokes. You just don't find – again, you listen – we find this with ARCA Series drivers that when they join us on Sunday nights after running on those general tires and winning those races – they're just so fresh to talk to. And here we were talking about a marriage and a honeymoon and starting a business and getting out of the seat of a of a funny car, of an alcohol funny car, and the anxiety. Dragster. dragster sorry. There I go again. Of a dragster. The anxiety of running a five, six-second race. She just wanted to get the hell out of it. She's like, yeah, I'm good. I got two titles. 
Yeah. yeah, I wonder if this software, if it's designed to work just for drag racing, or if, you know, I know a lot of very good rally drivers, for example, who, you know, are still thinking that, you know, you give me some money and I'll put your name on my car and then leave me alone. Uh, in fact, I had that conversation just this afternoon with someone. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they don't understand that it's not about advertising anymore. This is about B2B business. And mm -hmm. if you can't, if somebody gives you a thousand dollars and you can't return to them 1500, they don't want to be bothered with you. I, you bring that up. It, it's curious that this is happening now. We, we've seen what the NHRA schedule is for next year and how different it is than previous years moving forward. They're starting the season in. Same with Supercross. Same right. with pretty much everybody. Jonathan Bomarito, just at the beginning of this hour. He was our first interview this hour. Kind of in his voice, enough inflections to lead to. We think the 24 hours of Daytona mm -hmm. is going to go off in January. It's, I was kind of like, I was blown away when he went, the way he said it, I was like, wait a minute, what? What? Everything we still have to kind of take with a maybe approach. Now with Lucas Oil out of the off-road business. That's right. I, I, I don't know what Lucas Oil is going to be doing in drag racing. Haven't had any indication of either way what they plan to do with that. But it's next year is going to be a different animal. Especially sponsorship. You know, maybe she just she sees some writing on the wall, and and again, she's not she's not one of those huge teams that depended so much on sponsorship money. But wow, yeah, if people don't understand that social media is more important than a race win, they will now. Yeah, <laughs> and they certainly go hand in hand. You got to go do some business on out on the track in order to get some followers. But then again. We see we see some back markers out there with a lot of followers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> ah, second hour of the freaks coming up, including our part two with Judas Priest Rob Halford. Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Get in there, Lewis. What a way to do it, mate. What a way to win your seventh world title. Mate, you have got to be proud of that. What an awesome drive. Thank you so much. 
much everyone for your support. Louis, congratulations for the seventh title. I couldn't have done it better. <laughs> fantastic drive with the slicks, fantastic. It's really awesome to, to be a witness of that, Louis. There he is, your 2000, excuse me, 2020 F1 champion, seven times over, ties Michael Schumacher for championships in Formula One. This is Formula One. As Statman said last hour, since Orwindale Speedway. This is, this is the number one motorsport in the world. This is this, These are the best drivers in the world, no matter what other any other series tries to tell you. This is the pinnacle. And Lewis Hamilton is the best of the pinnacle now. Now, Statman, you have, a, again, your, your scat ran last hour. And we'll find more time to talk Formula One. But at the same time, is Jackie Stewart still one of those dudes that don't believe that uh, Lewis Hamilton is not one of the top five, top ten F1 drivers? Well, that's what he said about a month ago. I haven't seen anything today, and I kind of looked earlier. Uh, but he, you know, and and uh, you know, there are there's an argument that could be made. I don't believe it, but you know, there's Schumacher, there's uh, Senna, there's um, uh, uh, Fangio, Fangio, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, some would say Pro, Elaine Prost, who fought Senna for championships, um, and they would say they their argument is that there was better, stiffer competition, especially for Senna, uh, Prost, and um, uh, Schumacher. Uh, now, uh, it, 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 the argument is that Lewis is in the on the best team with the best car, and there's not a lot of competition against him. And you know that to a degree, that's true. But just to find time to win one out of three races and seven championships in 14 years, you have to say that this guy is uh, one of the best ever. And he's still racing against four-time champ Sebastian Vettel. I mean, it's not like there's a bunch of losers out there either. You don't get to this level of motorsport by being just, you know, a so-so driver. Yeah, and there's Kimi Raikkonen, who has won right. a couple of championships. And, um, you know, it's not his fault that Ferrari is down for a couple of years. Um, you know, I mean, that's not Lewis's fault. You have to race against the guys. And today... He uh, he won. It weren't officially slicks. They were rain tires that he drove the tread off of. And by the end of the race, <laughs> the uh, the Mercedes team was asking him, please pit so we could put more. And he didn't want to take the risk of like what happened in China, where he made a mistake entering the pits and uh, lost the championship. So uh, he just said, I'll stay with these. And he was saying, is there any any word on how bad these tires are or will be? <laughs> and he said, I'll stick with these. And when he pulled into the into the 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 podium at the end, the literally the 
tread was gone from the rain t- intermediate rain tires that he was using Jeez. and he put more than 40 laps about 40 laps on on those uh tires and everybody else had pitted once or twice since he had pitted to put the rain tires on on, on okay, a slick so track gone, gone is the argument of him having the best equipment today because <laughs> clearly he yeah. didn't have great tires yeah. i mean he did when they were what they were used for we got to resume He's with some amazing. affiliates freak nation we'll be right back with it with crash gladys pit news and notes and coming up in about 35 40 minutes rob halford a judas priest We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates on Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent. Coming up this hour, Rob Halford, a Judas Priest, talking about his book, Confess. He'll be in here. Alex Sedgwick, who? Uh, trust me, you'll be hearing about this dude coming up. A lot. But first, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes are brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com. It's always truck season. What about your truck, your SUV? You got GTs on that bad boy? Ah, shame on you. Go to GeneralTire.com for more information. Crasher? Shame on you if you thought this racing season was over. I mean, this was a crazy weekend. Three champions crowned, mostly because the schedule extensions due to COVID-19. Let's start with sports cars. IMSA, the 12 hours of Sebring taking place on a November weekend. Winning the crazy race that had just about every car touched with some sort of incident. It was the Mazda number 55 driven by Harry Tinknell, Jonathan Bomarito, and IndyCar's Ryan hunter Ray. Jonathan Bomarito joined us just last hour. But winning the season championship in the overall class, the DPIs, after finishing seven laps down. They won the title by just one point because of perseverance. Team Penske's Elio Castroneves and Ricky Taylor. And basically, one hour into this 12-hour event, Elio Castroneves is staring down a wounded car. But in typical Elio fashion, he admitted anything was possible and that they would fight like hell once the car was fixed and back on track. That they did. And then what'd you know? Vander Zandy has a penalty. He later suffered a punctured tire, or at least the team did when Scott Dixon was behind the wheel. Basically gifting that title back to Ranger and Elio. Amazing race all around. Second title of the weekend was that of the living legend, Lewis Hamilton. Lewis won the Turkish Grand Prix, adding to his ever-increasing win total and solidifying his name alongside Michael Schumacher as the only two drivers in history with seven F1 titles. In my opinion, this record equaling seventh title is about more than just talent in racing, though, and we'll get more into this later in this hour Lewis did this in a year where he was strongly advocating for societal fairness, diversity, and equality, adding to his consistent pushes for greater awareness with global warming. Yep, Lewis, you are my idol. Finally, MotoGP crowned their season star in Valencia, a new champion in what some considered the most unpredictable season in memory. Nine different winners in 13 races, five of them first-timers, including your now champ, Joanne Mir. His first win was just last weekend, and now, as a sophomore, he's the title winner. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
Well, how are you using your time sequestered at home? Been staring at that unfinished hot rod or vintage sports car in the garage just looking for some DIY dirty hands work? Yeah? Well, how about changing your oil and topping it off with Lucas Oil Stabilizer or refreshing your brake line with new Lucas Oil brake fluid or give your prized possessions that like new shine with Lucas Oil Slickness products? It's homeschool time for you, buddy, and time to learn to do the basics to keep your ride on the road with Lucas Oil and Lucas Oil products. For more information, check them out, lucasoil.com. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAV-TV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV-TV. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative, funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com, and get awesome. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. You're listening Listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. This is my last resort. Suffocation, no breathing. Don't give a fuck if I keep my heart beating. This is my last resort. Cut my life into pieces. I reach my last resort. Suffocation. No back the freaks. Follow us on Twitter, right? At Speed Freaks. Of course, therefore, on Instagram, Facebook, the website, speedfreaks.tv, Lucas Hole Studios. 20 years we've been doing this damn thing. That's 20 years, over two decades of the Freak Nation. And thank you, Lucas Oil, for being a part of this big old thing. First time for this guy here in the Freak Nation. His name is Alex Sedgwick. And he had a chance to jump into a Arca Menards West Series car running on those general tires last weekend at Phoenix Raceway. He joins us now here in the Freak Nation, and it, this is a bonker story 
how you got into this car. You're, you're, you came over from across the pond, and now, you're, now you ran in the desert. How did you work your way into running not just with the Arkham Menards West Series, but with a big-timer like Bill McAnally Racing? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's been uh, first of all, obviously, hi guys. It's it's great to uh, obviously be on your on your show, but uh, it's a uh, it's been a long time coming. You know, I've been a, a NASCAR fan even coming from the UK since I was a kid. Um, you know, it's it's what I'd watch over F one, over touring cars, over over everything else. So uh, it's always been. No, no, no. Uh, let me stop, goal, Alex. But... Alex, let me stop you right there. Do you understand the what you just said? You don't hear no, uh, no. Brits coming over here talking about they followed NASCAR before they were yeah. following F- Formula One. Wh- who dropped Absolutely, you? Who dropped you yeah. on your head as a baby? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> whether I like, uh, I'm actually American and I just got delivered to the wrong place or, or whatever it was. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's um, obviously it's much harder to watch NASCAR back at home, but. Uh, I mean, when I was a kid, the only thing we could watch live was the Xfinity series. We didn't have Cup. We didn't have anything like that when I was sort of 10 years old or so. But, uh, yeah, luckily, it's it's much easier to follow along now. And, you know, from from then, you know, when I when I moved into cars and started racing, that was always the goal. You know, whatever 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 happens, my big bucket list item was to, to race in America and race in NASCAR. So, uh Luckily, I got the, the opportunity to race in the NASCAR Euro Series for 2018 and 2019, and that was really the the start to to get me to uh, to where I am now with uh, with Bill and racing in in the Arca West Series. Obviously, this past weekend was my uh, my first race in America. And so, with the, your experience in the NASCAR Euro Series, that automatically qualifies you for now 2021 racing the road courses in the Xfinity Series. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. So that's our, our plan, really, to, uh, you know, run as much Xfinity as possible, the road courses. Um, with running Phoenix as well, hopefully we'll be able to do some ovals. So obviously Phoenix, Bristol, Martinsville, if they go back there, the, the sort of below one mile stuff. And then we really want to fill the rest of the season with as much ARCA racing as we can, um, you know, across the main series, west, east. Obviously ovals are still really, really new to me. So that's something that, the more time I can get on them, the more I can do it. Um, in theory, the the better it's going to be for me in the in the long term. So, uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the plan. We're talking with British driver Alex Cedric made his American NASCAR debut last weekend at Phoenix. Alex, you've got the first one out of the way. How is that going to help you with off season testing, getting ready for what's to come next year? Yeah, so uh, obviously it was a it was a huge learning experience. Uh, the only oval I've run before was you know less than half a mile long. Um, so so to go on a you know Phoenix is obviously still a relatively short track as a mile, but it's fast. It's very unique with the you know the big apron, the, the crazy restart, um, and the PJ one as well. Obviously running different lines, you know on. My, road, my background is road courses, and with road courses, there is one line, and you never change off that line. So, you know, to be moving around the track, figuring that out, figuring out even just the air and following cars, it's, uh, you know, it's there's so much more that goes into it that, you know, a, a casual viewer or a casual fan would never even think about. So uh, all those little bits, all the little details that make a huge difference that, you know, now I've got a, a, a great big notebook full of, of everything I've learned um, to hopefully go forward into next year. Obviously, the the things we were um, 
just saying about with Xfinity and Arca, obviously working with a top team like Bill McAnally Racing as well was a huge help to learn from. Obviously, we intend to you know run with Bill and run with top teams all the time next year as well. You know, surrounding myself with uh, with good people and good experience in in Xfinity and in Arca. Um, you know, it, it will only help me develop quicker. So uh, that's the that's the plan. Off season wise, you know, it's I think I need some sleep going through a, a million different time zones in the last week or so. Um, going back home, it's I think it's an eight hour difference. Um, so definitely some rest, but uh, figuring out uh, figuring out everything and uh, putting uh, putting some deals together to run the ARC test at Daytona. And then run the Arca race at Daytona in February with, uh, you know, to be to be confirmed team wise, but we'll have Belfour Property back, Wiley X, and uh, Beyond Energy um, on the car definitely. So uh, yeah, that's that's the plan. Alex Sedgwick, it's huge that you could bring money into the deal. But let's talk about this notebook you just mentioned. How did you fill that up with information? Was it somebody you talked to last weekend in Phoenix, somebody at Bill McAnally Racing, or something you just uh, obtained on your own and wanted to make note of it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a mixture of all of the above, pretty much. So I had um, I had TJ Majors as my spotter. Um, TJ was such a big help. We uh, we ran a lot on, on iRacing before I came out here. Um, with him just, I mean, literally we were just doing laps, kind of crawling around the track, just listening to what he had to say. So line wise, um, you know, restarts, how to run a long run, how to run a short run, um, things to look out for the danger spots, the restarts, everything like that is, um, you know, it, TJ was a, was a, was a huge help to, you know, give me all the info to, not have to learn it myself effectively so that I already had something to expect when I got to Phoenix. Um, and then even in the race as well, you know, I had him in my ear. Um, and especially, you know, having that knowledge, having that experience where he can sit and watch the other cars around me and obviously watch what I'm doing and, and give me instant feedback to, uh, to adjust and, to, uh, you know, hopefully move forward. I think that was, you know, invaluable really for my first run. And, uh, Definitely saves a lot of practice time and a lot of sort of trial and error time that I'd have had to have uh, otherwise to get to the point we were at the end of the race. So, uh, you know, TJ was a huge help. Um, obviously, he's he's one of the best spotters in the Cup Series for a reason. Um, and then as well, you know, working with, with Kevin and Bill and all the guys at, at Bill McNally Racing, um, they did a great job too on the, on the car side. You know, we had a brand new chassis, brand new car um, for this race. And, uh, you know, so working through setup and, and making the changes we needed to get me comfortable in the car, first of all, and obviously build speed into it and, and have a good balance for the race. Um, you know, even still to the, the mid race break, um, we were making changes, kept improving. And that last, sec- the, the second half of the race, sorry, I think really showed where, where we were at by the end of it. You know, it was a huge step forward from the start of the day and it, it's a credit to all of those guys that they were able to obviously help me get up to speed as, as quick as we did. 
British driver Alex Sedwich joining us here in the Freak Nation. I want to go back to TJ Majors. And I know you said he's the best spotter in the cup garage. And I want to even take it further because we just talked to Scott McLaughlin, V8 Supercars champion turned IndyCar driver. We just talked to him last weekend and he was praising TJ Majors for helping him in his IndyCar test around the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And now you're talking about how great he was in your ear during the ARCA race. How does TJ Majors relate to you guys so well, people from the outside looking in and then becoming successful on track because of him? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, obviously, TJ is a great spotter, but not only is he a great spotter, he's a great driver coach. So, uh, you know, to be able to, to be able to not just tell what's going on, but relay it concisely, clearly. Obviously, when you're on track, you don't have a lot of time to, you know, listen or to sit and chat on a straight. You've got, you know, five, ten seconds before you're at the next corner. So, uh, you know, I think that's the the biggest talent or the biggest, you know, advantage of someone like TJ is the ability to relay all the necessary information without anything else. So just getting across what needs to be known as clearly and concisely as possible. And then, you know, in a way that I, I don't have to sit and think about it. I can instantly go, right, cool, I need to do this next time around. Um, so I think that's the biggest help. Just, you know, his obviously he's been, been around for a long time in, in the Cup Series and in NASCAR. Um, and from, I think, racing himself as well when he was younger, you know, he knows what it's like to be in the seat. He knows what it feels like to be driving the car as well. So he can take his spotting experience and relay it with his racing experience to you know, really put it in a cr- across in a way that's, that's easy to understand. Alex Sedgwick made his debut in the ARCA Series West car, uh, flying on those general tires, Freak Nation, for Bill McAnally Racing. You run these little freaking pillbox cars, these Renault Clios <laughs> that look like they're the size of my desk chair, and then you come over and run <laughs> these big box stock cars. Come on, man that's that's a different type of racing it's it, it, they're just about the size of a go-kart but with a freaking body <laughs> yeah for sure i mean i uh you know i always say and back home i i coach drivers and i i look after some other guys but uh you know any any seat time is good time no matter what what car it's in it keeps you fresh it keeps you racing you know whether it's uh at 50 miles an hour or 200 miles an hour there the pressure of someone catching you or being side by side with someone is, is, is the same. So, you know, anytime you can put yourself in that situation where you're racing someone, it, uh, it all helps just to keep your mind fresh and keep kind of, you know, the memory fresh of what it feels like to be in a battle or what it feels like to deal with pressure. So yeah, it's, uh, obviously a, a little Renault Clio is, is a very, very different beast to a stock car to direct yeah. the race. But uh, the the competitive side, of you know, no matter what you get in, you want to win. You want to do the best you can, and you know, you still get that feeling of of racing and uh, of trying to do the best you can. Who would you rather get blasted with? About five or six pints, Jimmy Johnson or Lewis Hamilton? Oh, Jimmy Johnson. Wow, you are yeah. a full fledged stock car snorkeler, aren't you? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, Jimmy's been my kind of childhood hero, if you like. So. You know, to to be there at the weekend of obviously not only my first race, but his final full time race is is an amazing. You know, just just that alone is an amazing experience. To you know have those two things tie in, um, to be able to come back on the Sunday and watch him run his last race as well. 
Um, obviously, shame he didn't get the win, but it's good to see him go out with a top five. And uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot of things all uh, you know coming together at, at similar times. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a great experience this whole weekend, not just to be able to to go racing myself, but just to really immerse myself in in NASCAR. Um, you know, in the in the garage on Sunday up in the up in the suite, uh, I was able to talk to Steve Phelps and Mike Helton. Um, Steve Phelps was actually a, a huge, huge help along with Jordan Gelotti in, uh, at NASCAR to uh, actually get me here in the first place with a travel ban in place. So, uh, oh. you know, there's there's been a lot of influences, a lot of people behind the scenes as well that, uh, you know, have, have helped me along the way to, uh, to make this happen or inspired me to, uh, you know, want to get involved with NASCAR. So as of now, COVID be damned, as of now, the plan is you testing at Daytona sometime after the year turns. Yes, that's right. Sweet. So uh, we're, we're going to do the ARC test at Daytona um, January time. And then the uh, the plan for my next race is the ARCA race at Daytona uh, at the start of February. Man U, Arsenal, Liverpool, Aston Villa, who are you? <laughs> so strangely, when I was a kid, I supported Liverpool. Um so Liverpool is always my team. My family support Liverpool. My mum's a huge football fan. But uh, yeah, with racing, you know, I got I got so busy that I I don't really watch football anymore, which is weird for a, for an English guy. I think um, everybody in England, other than me, seems to watch football. But uh, but yeah, so uh, you know, it's a cool sport. Obviously, it's different to uh, different to uh, everything over here. But I mean, even with you know NFL, NHL, NBA. I think they're awesome. You know, I, I have no idea how they work. NFL seems like the most confusing thing in the world to me. But, uh, yeah, American sports in general seem, seem pretty cool. Hey, hey did you have a, a good, fatty American meal while you were here in Phoenix? Of course I did. You know, the you can't go to America and not have the American food, of course. I, I love it here. It's, uh, it's great. And, and when the hell did you, Brit, start putting an R at the end of America. Hey, they always do that. It's cool. <laughs> I know. America. America. I like it. America. America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex. Thanks for doing this, buddy. We'll talk to you again. Cool. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Oh, no. To his fans, like me, this seventh World Drivers' Championship for Lewis Hamilton seemed inevitable. Wins in Germany, Portugal, and Italy set up Hamilton for a fourth straight in Turkey Sunday, despite starting sixth and driving through the rain on slick tires to finish first. The seven world titles ties Lewis with the great Michael Schumacher. Few might remember, however, that Hamilton lost what could have been another championship in his rookie season in 2007. Kimi Raikkonen got that title by a single point after Hamilton made a rookie mistake entering the pits in China and scored nothing that day. Seven titles in 14 seasons goes along with the record in total wins and pole positions. But despite all the success, there are some former drivers who don't count Lewis among the best ever. Hopefully Mercedes will appreciate Hamilton's success and give him the contract he deserves and wants, maybe before the season is over. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Strong, we train the 
Coming up in about 15 minutes, Rob Halford, lead singer of Judas Priest. His new book, biography, Confess. It's a barn burner, if you know what I mean. We could do six parts on the damn thing. Crash and I caught up with him via Zoom or video. We just, it's like we talked about this last week, right, Crash? You just say Zoom calls, like saying a Kleenex, right? right? Because there are, yeah, many, many other applications of how to do I mean, there's there's Cisco WebEx, there's StreamYard, there, there's lots of different ones, but it's all just Zoom. Generically, <laughs> it's Zoom. Well, Statman, I don't know if you got a chance to watch any of that game tonight with the Patriots taking on the, the Ravens. It's kind of been one of those years where uh, nobody had the Patriots winning this damn game against the Ravens. Ravens pulled one out, but that's not the story. The story was the damn rain, the fog. Those are some those are some grown ass men playing some football with that kind of rain coming down. Did you see any of that tonight? I watched some of it. I I I'm not a I'm not a Belichick fan at all, so I I would cheer for anybody to beat him. Uh, you know, so uh the uh, the Ravens I was disappointed that they lost and it seems like Lamar Jackson is going backwards. He's he's not the seems like he's worse than he was when he came out of Louisville. I, you know, he's not he's making some silly mistakes in his what third or fourth year that he's been there. Right. Yeah, uh, you know, the downfall of of a I almost said Heisman. The downfall of an MVP. Did your uh, quarterback of your Browns did he get 200 yards today? Yeah, and they they uh, they won when they finally took the ball out of his hand. As long as they can keep the ball out of his hands, uh, they'll do much better. As soon as they ask him to do something, it's a problem. Kyler Murray can cough and get 200 yards just on his own legs. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about coughing and get 200 yards, but he can cough and just pull. The Cardinals. After today? He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, no, I agree. The Cardinals are just such a below-average run team. But Kyler Murray certainly keeping this team above the fold, as the kids used to say. Holy smokes. You think the kids that used to say that have any idea what it means? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was one of those kids that I had to ask my dad, what does above the fold mean? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, that that might be something you could put out in the in the Twitterverse to ask if anybody knows what above the fold means. Uh, yeah, they don't, you know, just like they don't know how to tell time, and if it's not a digital clock. <laughs> if you're asking a question like that on Twitter, then mm-hmm. I think that's completely telling that no, nobody is going to know what above. Okay, never say nobody. But most of the audience will not know what above the fold means. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a that's a pretty uh, uh, 20th century. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's a pretty last century thing, you know, I mean, so last century. Yeah, right. Exactly. Is it relevant now? (laughs) No, 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 it's not. I mean, even the people that deal with above the fold are trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to get away from it. And so many, so many papers have shrunk down 
so much that they're tabloid size now, so they don't even have any folds anymore. Oh. <laughs> Statman just gave it away right there. That's what it is, Freak Nation. If oh, you're not no. familiar with it, what? They, they, that didn't give it away. Right. Enough well, we're not, for people who don't know. Right. It's the the news, your, your newspaper. It folds. And it, we're talking about headlines that are above the fold of your newspaper. They were Follow the me? most important. They were the most important headlines. Yeah. Yeah. Above the fold. I mean, what's the equipment? Yeah. Damn. Uh, that's about five what's minutes. Of, we'll never get back, Freak Nation. A what? highly trending tweet. That's the equivalent. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Did you ever get? To, did you? Yeah. Right. Is it trending on Twitter? Then I don't want to pay attention to it. Right. It's true. Rob Halford, the book called Confess, our part two of his interview, next. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. Hey, you want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the Speed Wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. 
Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Coming up in moments, our part two interview with Rob Halford, the new book called Confess, out for about a month and a half now. Get it where all books are sold, including audiobooks. Miss any of the show, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. You follow us on Twitter, right? And again, our friends at Lucas Oil, General Tires, making this thing possible. Go to lucasoil.com to find the right product, keep your righteous ride on the road. You got an old hot rod, a new hot rod? You got a hot rod? Make sure you're rolling with Lucas Oil products inside that bad boy. All right, so the book is called Confess. We had a chance to catch up with Rob Halford on a video call. And Crasher kicked off this part of the interview talking about regrets. I mean, the dude's celebrating 50 years of Judas Priest. Or 40 years, 50 years, 40. All right. And really, any regrets? We'll find out. You know, whether it's alcohol or like you just said, an STD or something that happened, maybe going to jail, breaking the law. People, I mean, I, I have no perfect past by any stretch. I don't think anybody does. But people sometimes ask me, do you regret anything? And I told somebody the other day, no, I don't regret a thing. Because if I didn't make some of those mistakes, I wouldn't be where I am now. Do you kind of feel the same way? Oh, my God. Thank you so much for saying that. Because <laughs> I feel like I've been the only one. Because people Woo-hoo! go, any regrets, any regrets? And I go, well, first of all, I've never really liked the word regret. I think it's too hard and, and cold and doesn't have any kind of empathy. I prefer to use the reflect. You re, you're reflecting on your past, you know, Ooh, like um, because you shouldn't beat yourself up for, for some of the some of the poor choices you've made, either of your own choice or through the circumstances of another person. Um, you know, there are some things that, that where you are directly at fault and, you you know, you, you, you pay your dues. And, and I always believe in second chances. I think that's very important in life. Um, but, yeah. I think that you you reflect and you go. I'm never going to do that again. Or that was that was dumb. <laughs> you know that was dumb. That was dumb, officer. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a I'm a jackass. Uh, so yeah, all of this all of this that we carry with us as we, as we grow older in life. I mean, I think it has tremendous value. Definitely, Rob. You look at 
where this book is. It came out at the end of September, so it hasn't had a whole lot of time to marinate. Have there been people that have either mentioned by name or by a made-up name in this book that have said, Rob, you got that all wrong, or they wanted to kick your ass because you, you said something, or, or, or again, your enemies, have they come at you and said, dude, that's wrong? It's another great question. I love this show for that, for the, you know, the way that you, <laughs> the way you grill us. Uh, Wait, is that his gold star? <laughs> yes, I think, I think we'll give, we'll give Kenny half a gold star. Um, <laughs> yeah! So, so uh, here's the thing about that. Here's the thing about that. I think that if you are writing a book that contains so much honesty and truth, then that's the way you have to do that. Elsa, let it go, let it go. You've got to, you've really got to get into that channel and just let it go out there. Because if you start to think, oh, I can't put that in because so-and-so will be offended. I can't put that in because I'm going to lose a friend. Well, these things happen to me. They're real, you know, they're real. And then if you start doing all the second guessing, then you're doing what I've been told, that I tell myself every day in, in my sobriety, you've got to think about where your heart is in in the present moment of, of, of living. And that is living your life for yourself and not making changes and not doing, I can't do this because this person will be offended. I can't do that because that person might want to kick my ass. Well, so what? <laughs> you know, I know that might sound cold and brutal. No. But this is, this is my life. You know, this is my life. These are my experiences. I'm telling you the truth and how you interpret that and analyze it and opinionate it or, you know, emotionally deal with it. I've, I've got no control over that. You know, it's there for you. It's there for you to take it. You can buy the book and be ready to be taken on an emotional roller coaster, car, roller coaster ride or pick it up and go, meh, throw it away. It's entirely up to you. But see, that's a lesson for everybody today. I mean, people want to be so judgmental and you don't agree with what I agree with. So you're not my friend anymore. And I mean, whoa, what you just said right there, wake up people. We just need to be more honest and more understanding of each other. We don't have to always agree. We don't have to always live the same. You know, we still have hearts and we bleed red and, and we're still united in that way. Absolutely. Second gold star for Crash. Jeez. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Man. Come, on. Come on, Kenny. Um, oh, it's, 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 true. it's true. I'm wearing the lid, you know, Rob. I know. I, I know. I'm going to give you a complimentary <laughs> one now. So you've, you've got two, two gold stars, and now, you, now we have balance and harmony. All right, there so, we go. Look, I won't even get started about what's going on in this beautiful right. country. Right. Um, I love debate. I love, uh, I love people that are passionate and believe in something. And I have I have these debates with a lot of my friends, but we still respect each other. Yes, we still love each other. We still go, yeah, you know, I don't don't particularly agree with you on that, but that's it. You know, that that, that you leave it at that. You don't uh, you don't make a war about it. You know, you 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 find a way of of uh, of, of empathy and, and understanding and and a, and a simple difference of opinion. Rob, let's uh, let's do a little visual word not a word association but where what you are feeling here's some here's some video for you judas priest 1980 in store in dallas that's me with the camera there you are kk behind you glenn and then of course there's ian this is may of 1980 (laughs) 
That's just unbelievable. That is so great. That is so great. I love pictures. I love photographs Mm -hmm. because they carry so much um, instantly. You're reliving a moment and there's nothing involved other than your your eyes and the the way (laughs) your brain perceives it, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like a picture of a great sport moment. You know that great picture mm-hmm. of, of, of Michael Jordan, the Air Jordan thing, where he's going through the air and he's putting it in the hoop mm-hmm. and his legs are splayed out and he's just doing it. That image is just incredibly powerful. And so it's the same with those wonderful pictures that you've, that you've just shown, Kenny. Priest has an amazing book coming out. Um, it's, it's literally the 50 years of, the, of, this, mm. of this band. In, in purely in photographs. There's nothing else but just photographs. And that is just, oh, oh, man, you know, you look at those pictures from the very, very, very early days to where we are now, and, you know, it's just, you, you, it's that life go, your life is flashing before your eyes <laughs> as you turn the page. If you go to the Judas Priest, any of the Judas Priest socials or Facebooks and Instagrams or whatever, mm. you can find a connection to this great book that we uh, that we have coming out. Do you recall May of, or do you recall 1980 or what, eight, seven or eight years before you came out as gay? Uh, do you think 1980, that was the year that this happened, that I got sober or I was lit up half that year? It's, um, yeah, some of it's a little bit, some of it's a little bit murky. <laughs> some of it's a little bit like, oh, what, you know, what did what yeah. did there? Well, who, who, who you? Um, but, um, yeah, it is remarkable, uh, partic- particularly through that end phase where I was about to hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. How, how I still have some some pretty vivid, uh, lucid memories. Uh, unfortunately, that they are kind of connected to some trauma, some emotional trauma, um, which just goes to show you that no matter how much you try and fill yourself up to escape. Uh, things that you're trying to deal with because a lot of that stuff it's a crutch guys it's a crutch mm-hmm. if you have a problem and go i think i'll have a drink i'll just knock that this water um <laughs> oh. and then you sit back and you get a bit of a buzz and then you go well look, but the problem is still there you know the issue is still there you know mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter how many of those slugs you have how many pills you pop or whatever you're not dealing with what you need to deal with and that's where I was going towards those latter days before I uh, went into rehab at J.C. Lincoln up the, up the road. So, um, yeah, the, 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 some, of it is, some of it is a little bit blurry. But, um, again, I'm just grateful that with Ian's, Ian's uh, direction, we were able to cover those spots. How deep did you get into that, that crossing point in your life of, of having the party lifestyle into becoming – sober how deep did you get into the struggle because i know that's a struggle for pretty much everyone i'm just really grateful that 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 it didn't turn out as difficult as i know it is for some of my fellow um people that are in recovery there are some people that literally have to go to a meeting every day or two or three times a day because the the battle that they're dealing with the disease of alcoholism and drug addiction is so incredibly powerful that I, I, I'm I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I've said before, guys, that there's some something else is involved here with me. It's like mm. my friend Alice Cooper. He and I never went to a meeting when we became clean and sober. 
uh, and we don't know why. We, we, we class it as a miracle to a great extent, which it is. And, and so um, the, 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 the 30 days of recovery and then moving a little bit further ahead to that first show, which, which I've talked about on you guys' show, mm-hmm. Freak Show, mm-hmm. um, that first show at the Tingley Coliseum in Albuquerque, New Mexico, <laughs> when I go on stage for the first time ever without a few drinks under my belt and I experience the power of music in its purest sense, you know, with no chemicals, no booze, nothing inside of me, really connecting probably for the first time in my life as an adult in, in my music, you know, especially in the live performance. And that was that was another game changer for me. From that point on, for that point on, um, my, my connection to music has been uh, just so in- incredibly strong for me and has never changed. That instance when the fans, the two fans committed suicide, when you had to tell that story again, Rob, in print or again with audiobook, uh, was that another one of those guttural punches of you having to tell that story of uh, those two young kids committing suicide saying they heard Rob Hopper saying, do it, do it, do it? Absolutely, yeah. And, and again, I'm happy to talk about this forever and ever and ever because of mm-hmm. the of, of, of the memory that I think we're giving to those two beautiful guys. It is, it is important to remember people that we lose no matter what, no matter what the circumstances are. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to do to remember uh, the ones that, the, that we love, that we lose. Um, but, uh, yes, you, you, you have to keep sending out the story because of what makes the story you know, the story of these two beautiful boys, a massive priest, metal maniacs. They love priests. We were their refuge. We were their, we were the place that they went to for the great power that music can give you in a healing sense, as well as pleasure and enjoyment. So there was that part of it. And then, much like myself, there was the um, terrible confusion and disconnect created by overindulging in booze and, and drugs. You know, and then you throw on top of that uh, uh, an unfortunate family dim, dim, domestic uh, uh, thing that was going on. So those those poor guys had it coming at them from all points, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so in the book, it's important to 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 convey that message as much as some of the other stronger uh, uh, and more uh, powerful moments, because it creates this. We're mm-hmm. talking about it. We're, we're talking about it. I'm not unique in some of these things that have happened to me. Everybody's lost somebody through whatever circumstance. So there's the empathy in that uh, particular uh, moment. But it's it's some of these more extreme moments as well that I think it's it's vital, you know, because mm-hmm. it opens it opens up the whole area of discussion. It was Mental Health Awareness Day a couple mm-hmm. of days ago. It yes. was coming it was coming out day. Uh, yesterday, I think, and That's I think awesome. it's just it's just valuable. It has so much value, it, it, even just to go. Oh yeah, it's coming out day to day. Great, uh, you know, love to everybody. Um, then just glossing over it, you know, the, these little these little marks on the calendar, whether it's a birthday or somebody that's passed, they're all <clears throat> they're all really important for us to uh, to to utilize because we get so much yeah. out of that kind of memory and recognition. Not much motorsport. Not much motorsport. Helio or Helio. Not, not, not. Well, not only that. Much, much, much. Thank you, I love you. In headlining the party. Douchebags. Not much motorsports. Not much motorsports. 
Scott. Continue on a little bit of Judas Priest for our Not Much Motorsports. Rob Halford, the new book called Confess. That's part two of the interview with Rob Halford. Probably be a three and a four to five and a six. <laughs> uh, lifeguard drops prosthetic leg to rescue driver of sinking SUV. Okay. I'm going to say that again. A lifeguard, one that guards your life, typically by an ocean. Drops a prosthetic leg to rescue driver of a sinking SUV. An off-duty lifeguard in New Jersey is being hailed as a hero after he shed his prosthetic leg to jump in the Newark Bay and rescue the driver of an SUV that plunged in the water. Anthony Capuano said he just finished a workout at the park when he saw a crowd of people running to the shore. Capuano arrived at the shore. Saw an SUV sinking in the water about 50 feet from the shore. Driver was trapped inside yelling, somebody save me. Uh, well, guess what? Statman, have you heard the joke about the one-legged lifeguard? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's one I haven't heard. Yeah, well, th- this isn't it. it. says, it was a moment when a car goes in the water, body of water, where all the air releases, and then the car sinks. That's basically when he pulled out the 68-year-old driver. The lifeguard and swim coach at Bayon's British Swim School said he arrived at the vehicle just in time. Well, no S. So, hey, look, kids, another thing. Don't let a prosthetic leg keep you from pursuing your dreams. Trash, you all right? Yes. Okay. You got one? I'm trying to decipher it as we got speak. It. So you know that little plastic piece, usually white, that is in the middle of, like, when you order pizza for delivery, it's usually in the middle of the pizza, and you think it's just there because, well, it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you can pull it out and give it to your daughter and use it as a Barbie table. Well, there's a guy on, yeah. on TikTok who has removed that piece of plastic from the center of the pizza mm-hmm. and is just saying that in this way he doesn't get he can actually stab other pieces of pizza so he doesn't get grease on his fingers and he doesn't touch everybody else's food in the process he uses it as a pizza pickup tool and it's he's like got a million views now on TikTok because of this genius idea i don't get this why does something like this go viral because stat man chewed the juice to the moose yeah, okay. and cut it loose. See ya. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 